0: Welcome to Brag Talks. This episode is hosted by Heather Van Kira, and today for Brag Talks, I'd like to welcome our guest, John Bates. John is the CEO and founder of Executive Speaking Success, and he was my or was and is my personal communications coach. We started working together back in twenty fifteen. And John has a quote on his website that says, I bring what is awesome inside you out so that you can have an impact in the world. And I think that is amazing. And that's why I invited John today to be our guest on the show, to share a story about how he came to that mission in his life and then we'll have some discussion about that story so first welcome john you want to say a few more words about yourself and go right into your story
1: well thank you heather yeah i think you said it great i i uh i my why is to bring out what's awesome inside every leader so they can have the impact they want to have in the world and i do that through leadership communications training that's all based in human evolutionary biology and neurophysiology. In other words, it's based in the science of communication. So I can show people not only what works, but also why it works. And, you know, I, I I think that one great place to start is how I I came to this because I was always the guy that had the soft skills, and I always worked with a lot of people with the hard skills. I was always jealous of them because they got paid more, they seemed better, they seemed smarter. I was in the dot com arena. I was always an early stage entrepreneur, a, a founder, a co-founder, or a single-digit employee, and I would always end up with the title chief evangelist. And so. Uh, I would go speak. I'd do business development. You know, like my life was was basically public speaking, talking to the media, doing all those kinds of things. I raised several hundred million dollars with my various companies and teams. I never had a really successful exit, but I can raise it. And uh, and then, you know, I I would still though go around being jealous of the people with the hard skills and they called what I did fluffy, even though I brought in the money, you know? Uh, and so I just had a chip on my shoulder and then in 2009, I went to the Ted conference for the first time and I just saw unbelievably powerful speech after unbelievably powerful speech. And it was first thing that dawned on me is just the power of that. And then I think to my credit, Heather, I, I realized, you know, hey, I've been a public speaker my whole life, essentially, but I've never done that. You know, that is amazing. So I came home, got really involved with the TED and TEDx community, wanted to really get under what was making that happen. And Uh, at one of the first ever TEDx events, I was volunteering for my friends. It's an all volunteer effort. We had this guy who had all the hard skills in the world, had the most interesting topic to me. I was really excited to hear him talk. And when he got up on stage and started to speak, everybody in the audience checked out because he was so nervous and awkward that we all thought we were gonna throw up. And it was just, it made me so sad because I'd seen that so often in with the people that I worked with and supported and cared about, but you know, they brilliant, brilliant people, super educated, want to make a difference, not so great at communication. And so for a minute, I was really sad. Then the evil part of me popped out and I was sitting there quietly to myself going Neener 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 hard skills, guys, blowing it calls what I do. Fluffy, you know? <laughs> so I I was dealing, you know, as I was going through that evil moment, my buddy walked over and totally changed my life. He said, dude, we got to do something to help people like this. And it was like, I was like thunderstruck, you know, like the clouds parted, the angels saying, I, and I really got that if I just got over myself and got this chip off my shoulder and started honoring the people right there in front of me, I could totally make a difference for that guy. So I went home that night, with that guy in mind. And I started working on what I now deliver all over the world. I've trained, the, I pinch myself when I say this, I've trained all the active astronauts, I've trained um, people at Navy Special Operations, Johnson and Johnson, General Elect, I mean, all over the place because of that moment. Because what I did differently is, as I started working on this training, I realized that I would need to base everything I did in human evolutionary biology, human neurophysiology, the science of communication. So I could show people not only what works when it comes to communicating and influencing and motivating human beings, but also why it works based in science. And that led me to a group of principles that when people understand these principles, they just become vastly more effective communicators, no matter where they are already on the spectrum. And you know, that, that's how I got to be doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I want to say something about women and female voices, because I know that's the topic of this podcast. And so my context, Heather, for empowering women's voices and i've got a vastly disproportionate number of women that i support i support men and women but i've got a you know my my practice skews very much female and i think it's partly because my context for empowering women's voices is that no matter where on earth you measure on any measure that matters to human beings wherever women are doing better everything's doing better. The environment, the economy, children, animals, even men are doing better wherever women are doing better. And so I love working with women and I love supporting women. And I think this is a great, great service that you are doing here. And it's not just for women, right? Like everybody has a little bit of a hard time talking about what they've done that's good and what they've done well but i in you know in my experience the bell curve of women has a harder time than the bell curve of men right and so you know i'll say one more thing about this from the ted world and then and then like we could jump into kind of a dialogue about it and i could you can aim me here but when I went to speak at TEDx Thais in Yemen, my wife and I went there, I got to train the speakers and speak. And they were very, very proud of the fact that they had 50, 50 men and women on stage at TEDx Thais in Yemen, not known for being the greatest place for women's rights. And I started to think about that once I got back and I was like, well, wait a minute, like in the U.S. and in Europe, we're lucky if we have 60 40 men you know men and women on the stage 40 percent women that's pretty good in in europe and the united states at these tedx events and i was like what's that about i mean if they can do it in yemen why can't we do it here and i started calling the people that i knew who ran tedx events and they all gave me fundamentally the same answer and i think it's really eye-opening they said john You know, that's easy. The reason we don't have as many women on stage is because when we ask 10 men, nine say yes. But when we ask 10 women to speak, nine say no. And I understand that there are very good valid reasons that women would say no to a public speaking experience. However, that's usually not it usually what it is, is women say no because they think, oh, I'm not enough of an expert yet, (laughs) right, I wrote the book on this subject, but I'm working on a second book that's more clear, so till I have that done, I'm not gonna do this yet, whereas men, they're like, yeah, I read a book about this three years ago, sure, I'll talk about it, right? And I think that the thing that it comes down to for me, is that when, as a woman, you, or as a person, but it applies specifically here because this is what we're talking about, but anytime that you say no to your opportunity to speak at an event like that, you're also saying no to your opportunity to make a difference. And that's just unassailable. So you can say no if you want, but this is a place where I think women could take, you know, a a page out of the men's playbook and just go give it your absolute best. You know, if they ask you to speak, you probably do know something really valuable for that audience, or they wouldn't have asked you in the first place. So like, I like to tease women who say no the first time to these speaking opportunities. And because, you know, who are you to decide whether you know, isn't that a little arrogant to think, you know, better than the organizer of this TEDx event, whether or not you have something valuable to say, if they think you have something valuable to say, I bet you actually do go say it. So I hope that that's all okay with, with, you know, for me to say, but it's, it, I think it's a really important thing because I do think that we really need to hear from women and amplify women's voices. and one of the things that's important is that for any human being is that we be able to talk about our successes
0: yeah definitely i think that is absolutely what we're trying to do here with brag talks is normalize sharing stories especially That seems to be a little bit more difficult for women, so absolutely, I agree with what you're saying and that um, my experience as well when I do public speaking is oftentimes I have more of a challenge to find women who are willing to speak on topics where they're experts, so that's what we're trying to do with brag Talks is normalize people being able to share their stories and I definitely can say As someone who was a public speaker for 15 years prior to working with you, working with you definitely helped to bring out my comfort level with speaking and to be more willing to share my stories versus just speak about the technical details of the yeah. topic that I'm an expert on. So my question to you really is you know, how, how can people become more comfortable sharing their stories? I mean, obviously I worked with you extensively, but yeah. what does it all come down to in terms of being able to help people share their stories in the work that you do?
1: Well So here's, so there's two, I'll, I'll give you a two part answer. The first part, is just about the power of stories in the first place. And here's a, a way that I think can contextualize this powerfully. If you are not able to share your experiences, in other words, your stories, that's all stories are your experiences. If you are not able to share your experiences powerfully well, And if you are not sharing them in the form of stories regularly, then all of your experience, all that experience that you've had for your whole life is of very little value because it's only making a difference for you. However, when you have well-chosen, well-crafted, well-told stories and you are out there sharing them now though that experience and that knowledge and that learning is being leveraged across everybody that hears your story now they all benefit from your experience not just you so that's the first piece the second piece is it's number 2 i've got i've got what i call the three ways to connect with and inspire any audience anywhere anytime and Number two of the three ways to connect with and inspire any audience anywhere, anytime is from a guy named Craig Valentine, who was the 1999 world champion of speaking in Toastmasters. He's a a mentor and a friend of mine. And he taught me a long time ago that people don't relate well to gurus. Like they don't want to hear from a guru. So he said, John, don't make yourself special make the process special. And that is a fabulous piece of advice for talking about your successes. Because look, if you don't tell us about your successes, we won't know. And in a way that's ripping us off because we might, we might undervalue you. We might underestimate you. We might not give you that promotion or hire you or give you that opportunity that you would excel at because we don't know about your previous successes. However, admittedly, if you just come in and start talking about how successful you are and how wonderful you are, that might turn us off too. So when you are able to tell us about your successes and own those successes, because you did do that, but then also identify a process or two, that you used to achieve that success, well, now not only are we able to relate to your successes well, because you gave us the process that that would help us achieve that kind of success too. So there's some value in it for us, but we also, you come across to us as somebody who has a process for success. And who is aware of why they're succeeding and that's way more valuable than somebody that's just kind of a go by the seat of their pants and they've been really successful, but they don't know why. Right. So what do you think of that as as an entree, Heather? I I believe that's a great
0: point that I remember now that you say it, that we talked about that. I think, um, the making taking the focus off of you was a really key point that you shared with me, and I think also, you know, I remember one of the, one of the times I was resisting sharing my stories. You said, "Why are you being so stingy with yourself?" I think yes. that <laughs> I think I I was a tough client to to overcome <laughs> over, <laughs> to get well, you, to you, my was, stories, but I remember you saying that, and I think that was really powerful. But so what were you going to say?
1: And i think that's great and you know and you were a little bit of a tough cookie but but you were in a really tough environment too right i mean like a woman in technology in that kind of a visible uh role from that early on you know and i do think that you know and that was of course me teasing you but with a point And, and I remember things changed after that because really what that speaks to Heather and, and to anyone who's in that situation, it speaks to your genuine commitment, right? You, when I said, why are you being so stingy with yourself and why aren't you sharing yourself and sharing your stories? I think it, it, it it was a, it was a wake up call that you were not, that, that was not in alignment with your ultimate larger context and commitment, right?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think also the, the the kind of carry on to that that I think can help people in sharing stories is I think we both were fans of Les Brown, right? And you had Love that idea about um, your messages and your mess. So that also yes. connects with helping other people. And I think you shared with me um, some of that. Thinking in terms of being able to be more comfortable sharing your stories, your successes and your messes and helping other people in the process.
1: And you know, and that's number one of the three ways to connect with and inspire any audience, anywhere, anytime. And I'll give you all three here so that we don't leave anybody hanging. But number one, and there's a reason it's number one, is from Les Brown and he says, people don't connect with your successes. They connect with your messes. Your message is in your mess. Now that doesn't just mean get up there and whine, talk about what's wrong and stuff and kvetch. That's not what this is about. The important aspect of this is that if you are willing to share where you failed and what you learned from that, oh my gosh, is that valuable information and we will fall in love with you? So it's what I term, and I'm putting a TM on this, you know, because I cause I think I'm gonna write a book. Of this title and and it's just become absolutely central to my, my trainings. I call that insightful vulnerability, and I think one of the fears about sharing your failures or where you fell down and things is, oh well, you know, but what if I overshare? And is there a limit to how vulnerable I should be? One, yeah, there is a limit, right? So. When you think of it like insightful vulnerability, have you processed this failure enough that you can give us a meaningful insight? Well, hey, now that's cooking with gas. You know, that's, that's what Les is talking about. Your messages in your mess, what give us some insightful vulnerability. Tell us what you learned from that whole terrible experience. And then the funny thing is nobody wants to go first with that but everybody wants to go second or third or fourth. So you open up a space where that becomes acceptable, and it's amazing what arises in that space. And then number two, which comes after that for a reason, is don't be the guru, don't make yourself special, make the process special. When you get to identifying your successes, and you need to do that, we need to know about those too and own them, And also tell us the process that helped you with that success. What led to that success. Now you've given us two really valuable things. And then the third one is don't be the hero of your own talk. Make the audience, the hero. You know, don't be Luke Skywalker, be Yoda. You are there to guide them, give them some tools, tell them where you failed and what you learned, then tell them a couple of processes that help you succeed and then give those things to them, like like Obi-Wan handing Luke the lightsaber, you know, and tell them to go out and be great in their lives with these things that you've just shared with them. And I'm telling you what, that will always be an out of the ballpark hit. If you do all three of those, in your speech, it will succeed no matter what you can stutter and stagger and stammer and stuff. It doesn't matter. You do all three of those authentically. It will be a hit.
0: Yes. There is no try only do.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do or do not. There is no try. I love it. I love it.
0: Well, that's that's a great summary of how you can start to be more comfortable sharing your story. And I know last week I attended um, a masterclass uh, that you were putting Uh, on, and I think you have some ongoing things going on. So do you wanna share with us a little bit about where people can find out more about that if they're interested in uh, looking you up after the show?
1: Absolutely, yes, I would love that, Heather, thank you. So people can go to, executivespeakingsuccess.com, and there's a link there that says free leadership training, and you can register there for a free weekly mini training. It's not a newsletter. It's a weekly mini training that's very valuable, and uh, because you're listening, you can go access that for free. And then, uh, so, and then, you know, I've got the website, Executive Speaking Success, um, and if people want to stay on top of the free master classes that I do, luma.lu.ma uh, L-U forward slash John Bates is a great place to do that. Or if you sign up for the mini trainings, I will mention in the mini trainings when I'm doing those free master classes. I'll also mention the uh, classes that I'm doing. Um, you know, like I've got a Speak Like a Leader boot camp experience right now that's starting today in half an hour and uh, that one's sold out. But that's where we help people create their TED-like talk and identify their origin story. And uh, it's a very, very powerful course, really has a huge impact on people's leadership. And then the best place to connect with me is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash John Bates. So linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash John Bates. And you know, Heather, when people register for my free mini trainings, I will send them the two PDFs that I shared with you in that masterclass about finding and identifying, choosing, crafting your origin story. And I think your origin story is the most powerful leadership tool that you could ever identify and hone and use because it establishes what I call your emotional credibility and it has people want to line up behind you and it gives them an insight into why you're doing what you're doing and where they fit in and gives them all kinds of places they can see themselves in what you're doing. And as I've done this for more than a decade, that origin story is just the most powerful tool I think people could identify. And those two PDFs will get people way down the road in identifying, crafting and sharing their origin stories. So, you know, that was the thing that you were at and, and uh, you know, it's just a really powerful tool.
0: I agree, definitely. And I, I attended your um, boot camp course. I took that and I worked with you yeah. one-on-one and I still came back for the, the free mini trainings just because it's a great refresher. And every time yeah. that I attend a session that you lead, I learn something valuable about communication and i think that's an essential skill for your career no matter what you're doing
1: totally agree and thank you i'm really glad i'm glad you do that and i'm glad you get something every time that's my goal well
0: thank you thanks for helping to bring out the awesome in me and all of our listeners i appreciate you being on brag talks and i'll share in the show notes the links that you mentioned just
1: now awesome awesome thank you heather and you know i uh I really, really do think what you're doing is just super important. and i and and i I think that when it's just important for us to know each other, and it's important for us to know each other's successes. and it's important to be able to talk about your successes. And when you identify the process that led to them, I found when I did that, that I, I, got, I gave myself a tool that I didn't know I had because one of the big things that led to me, to, to a lot of my successes is being coachable, having a great coach and being coachable. And up until I identified that, I had been doing that by accident. But when I started to do that on purpose, I got more successful and I was able to share my successes with people and have them be interested in them versus turned off by them, because I I had identified that finding a great coach and being coachable was what made me successful. So, um, you know, I, I just think what you're doing here is really important. And I would encourage your listeners to think about their ultimate commitment. What are they ultimately committed to? And what are they ultimately out to cause in the world? Because th- being clear on that commitment And understanding that sharing their successes, it's not bragging if you did it, you know, it's, it's not bragging if it's true and when you can identify the process even better. So it's a really, really great thing you're doing. And, and I wish everyone out there success with it because it'll make a difference for them and the world.
0: Thank you, John. I appreciate your thoughts. It's not bragging if you can back it up as Muhammad Ali said. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Break Talks. And thanks to our guest, John Bates.